Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. What a crazy time to be alive. Charlie Robinson on today's news talk radio, TNT. From the Rocky Mountains of Denver, Colorado, my name is Charlie Robinson. Thanks for hanging out with me for the next two hours and getting a little bit weird. Um, If you want to connect with me, the best way, the email address, charlierobinson at tntradio.live is the best way to do that. You can find all of my work over at my website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. You can follow me on Twitter where I argue with robots, which is fine. Um, my books are available as well, too. If you think I, you want to pick up the octopus of global control that I wrote in 2017 or the controlled demolition of the American empire that I wrote with Jeff Berwick, please do. I think you'll like the books. It's almost Christmas. Send them to somebody that you love, right? That you're trying to red pill. My goodness. Uh, speaking of Jeff Berwick, I'll be the host of Anarchapulco this year, February 2024. We would love to have you there. TNT Radio is going to be there. I know Patrick's going to be doing his show, hopefully from there. And um, and I'm going to be there all five days. So if you're interested in getting out of wherever you are in February, February the 11th through the 16th, Acapulco, Mexico, for the largest anarchist conference in the world, the 10th anniversary. I'm excited to be involved. I'll, you'll see me there. I'll be on the stage. I'll be at the at the dinners at night, comedy shows, the concerts, all that stuff. Uh, you'll catch me. Come say hi if you're there. Uh, introduce yourself. I'd love to meet you all. Uh, we've got Zorananda in hour number two. We're hoping to get Mel Kay to join us in hour number one. I'll tell you what, here in the United States, we got big problems. I know this is not breaking news that we have big problems, but boy, I have been all over the education system here in the States for a while. It is an abomination. It would be one thing if it was just incompetency, right? You know, if it was just, we we just, you know, book, we can't figure out these books and these kids. We can't, it, it, that'd be one thing. I mean, yes, you have 150 years to figure it out. It still would be no excuse. But it would be it would be one thing entirely if it was just we can't figure out how to teach these kids. It's worse than that, though. It's it's we can't figure out how to teach the majority of these kids. But the kids that we are reaching, uh, we're going to try and turn them into another gender. Or we're going to tell them that it's fine if they identify as a balloon today and that's stunning and brave and nobody's allowed to criticize your obvious mental illness right we're going to enable that but anybody that has questions about oh i don't know history you've come to the wrong place you're never going to get that you know i one of the things that i it occurred to me as i go down this path of writing books and podcasts and the radio shows and all this stuff is Boy, in looking back in retrospect, I had to unlearn just about everything I learned, especially about history. Um, It wasn't tough to unlearn the math. I think I pretty much unlearned the math as soon as I walked out of my final math class. You know, that that, the the calculus part, uh, even while I was taking the classes, I was like, if I need this in any form or fashion in my life, I have made a tremendous vocational error. You know, calculus is not for me. But the history component of it, you know, I, I did okay. 
I did okay in my history classes. I got good scores by regurgitating the answers that the teachers wanted. The problem is now in retrospect, after doing this, uh, the answers I gave the teacher were actually incorrect. That's all right. It happens, right? You got to learn history to pass the classes. Then you go out in life and then you unlearn history. And then you have to learn what really happened. That is if you can learn it all. That is if the fluoride hasn't destroyed your cognitive functions. That is if the monosodium glutamate that's in your food hasn't screwed up your brain. That is if the 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 books that you're reading, um, you know, when they're not trying to tell you about my two daddies, it's it's a uh, common core math and three times four equals 11 as long as you can show your work. That's what I'm talking about. In the I want to I want to talk a little bit about the state of education in the United States because the wheels are falling off of this experiment, right? I mean, take a look around. I mean, if you if you're here, I'm in the middle of the United States. And but I go around and I was in New York a couple of weeks ago. I was in Vegas. Um, I'll be in Arizona next week. You know, I mean, I, I, I do a, a decent amount of traveling. And so I'm out. And, and I'll tell you, the, the place where you, you really kind of see how's the brainwashing working is the airports. Oh, boy, there's still a lot of people wearing masks. Right. So you, you understand the power of propaganda and education. Right. We got educated by Fauci, right? Educated about how dangerous the virus was, right? And so um, so you're always learning, I would say, as a, as a human being. There's always more to know. There's always some some other way to, uh, um, you know, there's more information you're going to need. But uh, in the state of Oregon, the Board of Education says that students do actually do not need to show proficiency in reading or writing. They said that that is no longer necessary. So if you are in the state of Oregon, the fine state of Oregon, not Portland, Portland's a shithole, but the rest of the state, I've spent plenty of time in Oregon. Just know this, when your kids go to government schools, I refuse to call them public schools anymore. I want them to sound as bad as they actually are. So I call them government schools like I'm talking about government cheese. The government schools in Oregon have said, you know, that reading and writing stuff that you need for you know the rest of your life, eh, we don't need it. We're not interested in that. It's cool. If your kid is not proficient in reading and writing, we will graduate them on and they can be somebody else's problem. We're not worried about that. But they did before they made this massive proclamation, they made sure to blame the blacks and Hispanics for it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. They're like, the scores would have been a lot higher if it wasn't for the blacks and Hispanics. Everyone's like, listen, I understand Oregon is pretty white, but maybe keep that part of the presentation to yourself they didn't they didn't they just they just straight up hung this on blacks and hispanics these scores would have been a lot higher if it wasn't for them those people over there it is uh it, it, it's something to see I, it might be contagious along the entire western coast of the united states in the state of washington just to the north of oregon a group of progressive teachers is trying to get To Kill a Mockingbird banned. 
<laughs> what do you, honey? What did you do at work today? Well, you know, I, it was important work. When I wasn't teaching these kids how to not read or write, I was busy getting t- Harper Lee's to kill a mockingbird band because there's an icky word in it. I mean, this busy work for the progressive weirdos out there is wild. And you talk about a group that needs, desperately needs a hobby, right? It would be this group. Uh, but do we get that? No, no, we do not. We get, uh, you know, it's, you, you know, my calendar isn't quite full enough today. I, what, what else? Let's get, hey, you guys want to help me get to kill a mockingbird band from the, from the state of Washington, from the school? Uh, I was going to go home and do anything else. You need me to come help you get a book band? It's, it's the, the, the irony. Right. The irony that as they're trying to get to kill a mockingbird band, they are screaming that Trump is a Nazi. Why ban it when you can burn it? Right. Why ban it when you can burn it? You might need the the, the heat when Joe Biden turns off all of the oil and gas uh, when he cancels all the leases, which he's been doing. Anwar province in, in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico platform oil oil platforms you, so listen ban to kill a mockingbird if you must but don't throw them away because you're going to need to burn them for heat in in the winter but not to be left out of course california the bastion of woke uh ideas that are so stupid that even hardcore leftists Californians have to scratch their head when they when they hear some of the ideas going on there. You want to talk talk about like a make work program? If you are in the commercial construction industry in the state of California, you better get ready for a bonanza of business. You better start ramping up your hiring process because you are about to have more work than you're going to know what to do with because in the state of California, they have just made it mandatory to add Third bathrooms to all public schools. Yes, your ears are working correctly. You heard what I said. That Every single public school in the state of California, a state I lived in for over 30 years, is now required to bow down and cater to 0.7% of the population, which is the trans community, which of the point of that group, I would say half of them aren't even actually transgendered, just maybe going through some issues mentally and or don't have friends or love Dungeons and Dragons and nobody wants to sit with them at the, at the table at lunch in school. And so they've decided that they're now non-binary or transgendered or whatever they identify which is a pretty low barrier to entry, if you ask me, just the the whole identification process. But nonetheless, even if let's just say all of them were legitimately trans, which they're not, it would account for 0.7% of the population, not 7%. Not that 7% would be any better, but 0.7%, less than if you have a thousand people, then you have seven people that identify as trans. So get ready, get ready for a construction bonanza in California.
start lining up those contracts as soon as you can. You need me to build a, a third bathroom in this here school? Uh, okay, that, that's going to cost you a million D dollars. <laughs> Charge whatever you want, too. By the way, why buy? Why? I mean, listen, California is the sixth largest economy in the world, just the state of California. So, and Gavin Newsom has shown that he he has a propensity to take billions of dollars, pile it up in the parking lot, and light it on fire. Okay, see, so he doesn't he doesn't matter. charge whatever you want, whatever you think it's going to cost, whatever you think you're normally going to charge. Add an extra zero on the end. Why not? Why not? Why not get it while you can? California is going down in flames. Spending per student in the state of California is one of the highest in the entire nation. But when it comes to test scores, eh, well, 43rd out of 50. Not the best. If you were a football team that was finishing in the bottom 20%, you would be tanking the rest of the seasons so that you could draft your quarterback at the future. Unfortunately, in this scenario, the quarterback, Gavin Newsom, He's going to be the president of the United States in 2028, according to me. So get ready for that because that's coming. And, and in California, by the way, even if you say, well, none of this matters to me because I don't have kids in school. Well, do you own a house in California? Because if you live in California and you own a house, your property taxes go towards paying for schools. So all of you, when you write that check every year for your property taxes and send that to California, along with the highest state income tax of all 50 states at 13.3% and your federal tax and maybe your city tax if you live in like San Francisco someplace, you, just know that when you write that check, it's going for a third bathroom in an elementary school for some kid that woke up and, you know thought he was a giraffe or something. I mean, we're an unserious country. It, it, it's, it's obvious. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's hilarious too, right? That there's, there's components of this that you go, are you making this up? It sounds like craziness. No, I, I, I can't, I, I'm not capable of making this. I couldn't be this funny. It, the New York City, New York City's education, their, their elementary school district, right? New York City, already burdened with too many kids in their overcrowded school system, right? Already at the bottom, already unable to read and write, you know, much like Oregon. Not, not exactly starting off on the right foot here, right? They have now gone, and because there are 120,000 new visitors, uh, permanent residents to the city of New York, uh, thanks to Governor Mayor, uh, or Governor Greg Abbott in Texas, who's been nice enough to give everybody a lift to New York City, now they've got about 15,000 children that are just entering the school system. Now, they don't speak the language, of course, and they're not up. Most of them are not up to to snuff on their reading and writing skills. Not that it would matter because, you know, that's sort of optional these days. 
they're being injected into the New York City public school system, and there's not enough room for them. There's not enough teachers. And it's, by the way, it's not just we need bilingual teach. We need teachers that speak Spanish. No, you need teachers that speak Farsi too. Do you have those? Do you have? Do you, do, you, do you have? Do you have teachers that are also bilingual and all in the African languages? Spanish is great. You're you're definitely going to need a lot of bilingual teachers that speak Spanish. What about the one? What about the ones that speak French? Well, nobody's coming here from France. They're coming from parts of Africa where they speak French. Uh, what are we doing? New York City is going to be a little science project that we've got going forward. We're gonna. It's going to be fascinating to uh, to keep our eyes on that. Um, but nothing compares to the city of Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. We're going to get into that on the other side of the break. This is TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Jeremy Now. We won't get into the politics too much, but I do enjoy your position, and that is, I'm American, America first. Yeah, that's right, America first. I don't, I don't care about Hamas, I don't care about Israel. They're fighting over a patch of sand that I don't care about, in a place that I don't care about, and it's two people groups that I don't care about. It has nothing to do with us, and that has nothing to do with ethnocentrism. It, that just has to do with the fact that if you're in a nation, your loyalty should always go with the nation first. I, I don't even know how you would run a nation that didn't operate that way. Mm. And you've spoken about that hierarchy before. Uh, it's a God, family, nation. That's right. God, family, nation. It has to be as part of the intrinsic hierarchy of reality. You're going to start with God and then family and then nation in that order. It, I don't even think it works any other way, to be honest with you. Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk TNT Radio. <laughs> Baby's back from the West Coast. <laughs> Hear those pictures that you asked for for your school project? First day of school, cute as a button. <laughs> so lovely, yeah. Oh, here's Grandma Florence after that flood wiped out the whole neighborhood. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. <laughs> Those beans smell heavenly. <laughs> Give mom a little credit. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. Oh, great idea. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay. Smart. I'm coming to share with you guys. Protect your legacy. Plan for natural disasters today. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan. Plug in. Website TNTradio.live. Check it out. Today's news talk radio. It's the coolest. TNT. We're back with the Charlie Robinson show. Um, I tell you what, we're going to get into Baltimore. I want to talk about this city and, and the really the destruction of it from the inside. Woke district attorneys that reimagine crime yeah crime is subjective you know we can maybe arrest people but that that would be too much work um school system that is broken absolutely utterly broken uh, you you know look the the entire american education system was created by some very bad people if we dig into the history of it it it, it was never really 
made to uh, you know to to educate kids in a way that was beneficial. It was it was what George Carlin talked about: smart enough to work the machines, but dumb enough to not have any other options out there. Right? It was started by the Rockefellers and the Carnegies. It was financed the compulsory schooling system, and you know, and you go, well, these people like what? what why are they interested in in you know, starting schools. Well, because they need workers for their factories, right? So why do you think the tables or the chairs and desks are aligned in like straight rows? And why is the the alarm go off? And, you know, the, the bell rings in between classes or when the or when your class is over. It's mimicking a factory. It's getting you, it's dog training. It's it's training these children to to regurgitate information for the teacher's approval and the teacher says you've done it right this is what you're supposed to think this is what you're supposed to believe give it back to me on a test and if you do then you get a high score and then you move on to the next uh, grade the next level and all of this goes on and on but it was really only designed to to educate people just enough you know just enough not 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 some actual education it's why you don't really learn about personal finance in in school it's why you really don't learn about your actual history and things like that it's why they bog you down with 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 nonsense and and of course these days it's gone completely off the rails right but it used to be that that they would teach you you know english and teach you how to read and teach you math maybe basic math you know up to a certain level but these days even that's optional like your attendance at school, you, you don't need it. You don't need it. I want to talk about Baltimore. Here's an example of a student in Baltimore. This is a real example from a real person. Okay. It's a senior in high school. Fourth year. Finishes his fourth year of high school. Now, this, this fine student finished in the top half of his graduating class actually like in real life not not like the way joe biden said he did you know finishing top of my class multiple degrees blah 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 he didn't do any of that stuff you're lying this kid actually finished in the top half of his class so credit 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 where, where it's due the only problem is when you hear what the criteria is to graduate in the quote top half of your class, I think you're going to be less than impressed. So the way the schooling system in America works, just for those that have either aren't from the United States or maybe it's been a while, you get grades. Um, 90% and above, you're in the A category. 80% and above, you're in the B category. Or you're 80 to 89, you're in the Bs. 70s, you're in the Cs. 60% you're in the Ds. Anything under 60, you're getting an F. You're failing, right? D isn't great, but you'll pass. And the way the point system goes is that is that um, uh, an A is four points and a B is three points, a D, uh, yeah, a C is uh, two points, and a D is one point, right? So if you have a 1.0 GPA, it means you have all Ds. If you have a 4.0 GPA, you have all A's, right? So I say that just because you're going to need to know the numbering system to fully comprehend this figure I'm about to throw at you. For a child, oh, I don't know. I I guess by this time he's 18. Um who scored you know 
his GPA, his grade point average after four years was 0.13. Not, not 1.3, which would put him at a low D average. 1.3 would put him at a low D. Should be awful. If you had a 1.3 grade point average, you're never doing anything. You know, you look at somebody, look at those scores, and they go, yikes, you know, get ready to flip burgers the rest of your life. That would be a 1.3 GPA. No, 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 no. That's not what this guy got. He got a point one three. He only passed in his four years in high school, he only passed three classes. He was late or absent 359 days in four years. Top half of his class. When you get a 0.13 GPA and you are in the top half of your class, you have got to start asking some questions. 62% of Baltimore middle schoolers have failed one or more course. It's two, two thirds. Two th- By the time you're in middle school in Baltimore, two thirds of the kids in the class have at least failed one class, usually multiple classes. That's middle school. That's sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Elementary school, 52% have failed. Kindergarten, you're five or six years old. You're, you're finger painting and picking boogers. And still, 37% of the kids in Baltimore failed kindergarten. How do you fail kindergarten? Serious question. I I really don't know. How How do you... A third of the kids failed kindergarten. I mean... I'm not. I mean, I'm. Re- I'm really trying hard to not be a jerk here, but it's like, what are we doing exactly? But and 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 of course, forty-one percent of Baltimore high school students had a one GPA or lower. Remember what I said that D was one point. D minus was one point oh. 41%, so four out of every 10 kids in Baltimore high school are, are getting a below a 1.0. They're failing. They're getting an F. This is essentially an F. Congratulations. But but I'm here, I'm here to tell you that there is a solution to all of this. Thank goodness. The Baltimore school district has found a solution. We were waiting. I mean, we were very concerned about this. And, you know, this an entire generation of kids coming out of these schools that don't know anything. And, and, and I think that luckily the Baltimore school district finally came to their senses and found the solution to this massive problem. They have announced that failing grades will now be called not completed. Problem solved. We've solved the problem. We've solved the problem. You know, it's like when Milton goes to Lumberg and says, you know, I have not been re- receiving my paychecks. And then and then Lumberg tells the, you know, the Bobs about Milton and they say, well, we just sort of fixed the problem, meaning we just made sure he doesn't get any any paychecks at all anymore. 
they've fixed the problem. They have decided that failing grades, it has, it has such a it has such a negative connotation to it, right? Here we are, failing grades, right? Um, what are we? Well, those kids are going to go out into the world thinking that they're failures. I mean, yes, they can't read, and of course they can't write, and yeah, I mean, of yes, they're a one a point one three GPA after four years uh, will put you in the top half of your class. But 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 listen, we can't have these kids thinking that they're failures. We're just going to tell them that they're they're just not completed, implying that you know at some point. It will get completed, but it's just currently not completed. I mean, this it's, it, 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 it is maddening to watch this stuff. It is crazy that we even have to talk about this. There are 23 Baltimore schools that have zero students proficient in math, according to the state test results. They gave state math tests to all the kids in Baltimore. I remember, I already mentioned that 41% of them have a GPA below one. So it's not exactly good. But, but there were 23 entire schools in which nobody was proficient in math. Not one single kid could count. Not one in the school, in the entire school. 10 high schools eight elementary schools, three middle schools, and two that were hybrid elementary middle schools. Like Nobody knows anything. Let me ask you something. You know, when I was a kid, the, the, the criticism of people that scored really low in school was that you're going to have to flip burgers for the rest of your life. Guess what's happening? Those jobs flipping burgers they're being those people want in california especially since we've already talked about the state california just signed a new law because they're the dumbest state in the world making it that the minimum wage for for fast food workers is twenty dollars twenty dollars it used to be like five uh, i think it was is it seven maybe it was seven maybe it was seven for a while i don't know who cares whatever it is twenty dollars minimum wage for flipping burgers, but you, and everyone goes, this is going to be great for all those burger flippers. They can, they can have a living wage. First of all, it was never meant to be a living wage. It's minimum wage. This is minimum. This is not supposed to be your final job. If your final job is flipping burgers, if that's the, the extent of your, your, your vocational career, you, you're not, it, you're then you've, then you, that's a you problem. You know what I mean? That's not society's problem. That's your problem. Maybe you're just, maybe you're just, that's it. That's all you've got. That's the intellectual horsepower that you've got has led you to flipping burgers is as high up the food chain as you're going to get. That's fine. But, but, but it's not society's responsibility to make sure that you have a living wage. It's actually your responsibility to make sure that you're qualified to earn more money doing something else in California. So again, when you when you bump up the minimum wage to $20 an hour, and all these kids in, in Baltimore are like, dang, man, I had to move to California, get me a job at McDonald's flipping burgers. No, no, no. Because those, those jobs, they're going away. They're being replaced by robots. You know why? Because robots don't get 0.13 GPAs. Robots don't call in sick to work. Robots don't miss the bus. 
Robots don't have a fight with their girlfriend. Robots don't unionize to ask for better conditions. Robots don't do any of that stuff. And once you push these minimum wages up to a certain level, where some guy who's crunching numbers goes, you know, boss, I think it'd be a whole lot cheaper if we just automated this process. So with Baltimore schools, you're not even turning out people that will be able to flip burgers. You understand this, right? So what do you think these people are going to do? What are these kids going to do? What are you qualified to do? Um, the situation is, quote, intolerable, according to the NAACP, National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. This is the um, black heavy organization, the organization that is supposed to look out for the advancement of black people. I mean, they don't, but that's what they're supposed to do. The reason why they describe the situation as, quote, intolerable is that nine out of 10 black boys in Baltimore City are not reading at grade level. Nine out of 10. Nine days. Um, there were 141 uh, different schools in Baltimore city, the city of Baltimore. And they all took the state proficiency tests, tests in reading and math. 141 schools. Would you like to take a wild guess how, at how many of those schools actually met the goals for reading and math? 141 schools, a grand total of 15 of them. They spend $15,564 per student in the city of Baltimore. That is the fourth highest in the country out of the, out of the top 100 school districts. Baltimore, fourth in the country. $15,564 per student is spent. And they're getting these results. I mean... <laughs> Like, I hope you kept the receipt and you're asking for a refund on that money. Because it, it, it appears that they have flushed it down the toilet. It's not just Baltimore, though, either. It's, it's the state of Illinois. Grades three through eight. So elementary school and middle school. Passing rate for reading, 35%. Passing rate for math, 27%. It's the state of Illinois, which includes Chicago. High school, 32% passing rate for reading, 27% passing rate for math. That's the, that's the state of Illinois in general. When you break it down more specifically in Chicago, there are public schools. You know how many uh, passed, uh, how many are uh, reading at a passing rate, 20%, one out of five, which means that four out of five kids cannot read at a proficient level for their grade. Maybe can't even read at all. So what do we do? The children are our future. We have to look out for the children because they're our future. 
well, the future is screwed. If you live in Illinois, if you live in Baltimore, Maryland, you're just surrounded by a bunch of young kids that don't know anything. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying that you've got to understand calculus, okay, or algebra or whatever. I mean, maybe you do, maybe, maybe you do. For high school, you probably do. I would settle for just understanding how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide, which is clearly kicking their asses. Okay. We're not, we're not talking about advanced trigonometry and calculus here. We're talking about the basics basics and you've got entire you've got a hundred and twenty six entire schools that aren't meeting the requirement in reading and math in Baltimore like my question is so again back to the the, the one of the finest movies made office space what exactly would you say it is that you do here What are you doing? By the way, the head of the Baltimore School District made $450,000 last year. For what? What are you exactly doing? Um, I blame Bill Gates. Now, you might say, why do you blame Bill Gates? This is crazy. I mean, I... Yeah. Yes, blame Bill Gates for a lot, but for this, really? You're going to blame Bill Gates? Why? What, what does Bill Gates have to do with this? He has everything to do with this. Remember how I mentioned Rockefellers and Carnegie's? These really rich industrialists with more money than they can spend. When you buy everything that has a price tag on it, you eventually go looking for things that aren't for sale, like the education system. And following in the steps of the Rockefellers as Bill Gates has done by creating the Rockefeller Foundation and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And as soon as they got busted for antitrust, oh, well, let's create a public relations arm called the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And we'll use that as a, as a, um, well, first as a tax shelter for, for one, but we'll, we'll use it as a PR arm and we'll go around telling everybody how great we are. We're, we're philanthropists, right? So one of the things that they've done with this is they've financed a program called Common Core. Common Core is this woke, non-serious education criteria or curriculum that has been foisted upon the American public by Obama with what could best be described as mafia tactics. Basically extorting states into getting on board with this pile of steaming horseshit known as Common Core. I'm not kidding when I say that the head of curriculum for Common Core during a Q&A session with a bunch of parents told them, and I've got the quote in my first book, The Octopus of Global Control, saying that they're not that she's not so concerned with the final outcome of the word problems that they give these kids that it really they're more interested in the in showing the work in the how and the why and not necessarily that they get the answer correct and the example that she used for this was four times three and she said if they put 11 
as long as they showed their work and and were able to talk it out and show it how they got to 11, we're really more focused on the how and not so much with the final answer. So if you're wondering why your kids are a little confused about math, maybe that's having something to do with it. Just, just, just an idea, right? Just a suggestion. When, when math is subjective, when the answers are whatever you want them to be, as long as you can bullshit your teacher, let's just call this what it is. It's not mathematics, okay? It's, it's nonsense, right? So we're breaking down. We're breaking down as a society. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's go to break. We'll come back on the other side. Um, we'll have Mel for you for, for a little bit. This is TNT Radio. The climate agenda is a national security risk. Where do you hear this? From Washington, D.C., this is the Morano Minute with your host, TNT Radio's Mark Morano. The climate and energy policies of California are threatening the security of residents. California has increased crude oil imports from foreign countries from 5% just 25 years ago to more than 75% today. According to Heartland analyst Ronald Stein, California is the only state in the United States that imports most of its crude oil feedstock to inst- state refineries from foreign countries. California needs this oil for nine international airports and 41 military airports, as well as shipping ports up and down the coast. Meanwhile, Asia has 88 new oil refineries manufacturing fuel for California's airports and shipping terminals. It's time we recognize that the climate agenda is a national security threat. This is Mark Morano for the Morano Minute on TNT Radio. Our beautiful world is changing, withering, dying by the hands of those who don't value nature, even though we all depend on it for life itself. But there is hope. Together with caring friends, the Nature Conservancy can restore our lands and save our wildlife with big solutions only nature can provide. To learn more, visit nature.org today. Today's conversation, Charlie Robinson on today's news talk, TNT Radio, TNT Radio. We are back with the Charlie Robinson show. We've got Mel Kay joining us. We're excited to have her. She is the host of the hostess of the Mel Kay show and hostess. one of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> Hello, Mel. How are you? Oh, hi there, Charlie. I got a little messed up with time, but I'm very excited to be here with you as always. Well, I am excited too because there's breaking news this morning and I don't know whether or not you've seen it or not, but I don't know that you actually need to to be able to comment on it because Elon Musk is saying that on Monday morning he is filing a quote thermonuclear lawsuit against Media Matters for what they have been doing to his advertisers. Boy, I tell you what, I have my problems with Elon Musk for sure. He's trying to put chips in people's brains, and I think that that's a bad idea, uh, you know, as a member of the human race. But boy, I would love to see him go thermonuclear, not just on Media Matters, but also the ADL and these groups that hide behind the shield of defending people against hate while going out and perpetrating hate on everybody. What are your thoughts on Elon? Oh, wow. That's great news. Media 
this is not like me either. So I'm very excited about that. And uh, and I'm sure hundreds of people are thousands of people. Probably a lot of people might not know about David Brock, but he is to me. If you talk about domestic terrorists, he's one of them. And I'll tell you right now, he is one of the meanest, most vicious people. He's the one behind Democracy Matters document that took took down all the people, purged everyone off of YouTube during uh, Trump. And he also, uh, you know, he goes all the way back to uh, being a hitman. He's like a, a, a hitman all the way back to Anita Hill. He wrote a whole book about her and then he switched sides and he's a big Clinton operative. He also wrote the Facts First document that came out this year that was like a playbook for how to fight back again for Hunter Biden. Like he's just a terrible person. That's great news. Yeah. Yeah, he his his old boy ex boyfriend. I don't know if they're still together. I don't think they are. Was a gentleman named James Alifantis, who was the 49th most powerful man in the in Washington D.C., a city with the most powerful people in the world. It's funny what what James Alifantis does for a living, which you know I wouldn't think would make you the 49th most powerful person in the in, in the city of Washington D.C., but. You know, he owns a pizza place. I mean, just a regular old pizza place. I mean, of course, it's <laughs> Comet Pizza, right? Right, but, but I know that's it. That's a conspiracy theory, right? And there's nothing to that. Wink, wink, nod, nod. But when your boyfriend's David Brock and can run cover for you and is deeply embedded with the Obama administration, then magically when you run a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C., you wind up as the 49th most powerful person in this whole city. Boy, Mel, if I didn't know any better, I might think that there was some sort of shenanigans going on behind the scenes there. But that would make me a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. And I'm certainly not one of those. Right. Right. No, not at all, especially since they they busted a brothel this week uh, last week with uh, and had names of politicians and lawyers and this and that. All the most powerful people in, in uh, D.C. But yeah, no, that, he, that he's the king uh, of, uh, of Comet Pizza. Yes. Oh, my God. And his Instagram and all of that. I mean, these are horrible, horrible, really vicious people. And, you know, they play victim. I've seen him play victim on TV. I've seen Alephantis play victim on TV. The, the lens that they've gone to, to destroy people's lives, they don't just put out hit pieces. They put out vicious, cruel, abusive pieces about people. And, you know, when the unfortunately it was called Pizzagate because that's how they all, you know, framed it like, oh, 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 this is so crazy. But you know what? You really can't explain what was going on there and his power. And, you know, he's also all in with the Rothschilds as well. So uh, Linda Rothschild for sure. And to me, you know, they're all part of the same group of people that are destroying this country. And, uh, you know, there's a lot they can do with Media Matters. And I think it's about time. And I know a lot of people out there, you know, Bill O'Reilly, uh, every uh, so many people uh, blame Media Matters for their hit pieces and what happened to them. And so, you know, there's going to be a lot of happy, happy people when he drops a lawsuit on. Uh, don't forget, George Soros initially funded Media Matters. So, you know, it goes wide. <laughs> it goes wide. Yeah, it does. And it's it's like the digital equivalent of nice flower shop you have here. It'd be a shame if something bad happened to it, right? You know, so so they go around threatening people. They organize sponsors. One of the things that Elon said that they did in this was that they were trying to show that that corporate brands were their ads were being shown next to placed next to uh really disgusting content and so they were running this but but the problem is that when you do that on a digital platform that remembers everything that you do 
Elon was able to look back and see the sock puppet accounts that they had created that was that were running through cycles trying to see where they could get that ad next to something bad. And then when it did, then they were screenshotting that and sending it to the brand saying, look, this is it. But Elon is is going through the calculation saying, well, only there's only two impressions of this. And one of them was to your guy. And one of them was the so right. random out of like millions of other impressions. So it's like they're framing, they're dishonest in every way you can be dishonest. But I'll tell you what, when Elon gets a, a wild hair, he's got the money, he's got the the legal team to do it. Uh, I wonder, do you think this might be the end of Media Matters and groups like that? Is this is it possible that he can flip the tables on them and put them uh, out of business with a couple of big fat lawsuits? Yeah, I think so. And the truth of the matter is that they also had that Twitter hate website that they started a long time ago and they where they demanded everyone uh, rescind their ads from them right when Elon bought it. So this is a long going battle against them. And I'll tell you what, I don't know what it is with these corporate um, entities that, you know, bow to media matters all the time. And also the other group was a courier post acronym. I mean, they all do the same thing and they go after the advertisers and they're going after his livelihood. And the truth is, you know what? I, I'm just glad that Elon Musk has the money and is using his power to take down some of these evil demon players because the whole Russiagate, the whole everything that's happened over the last six years can be traced back to media matters when it comes to the manipulation of media, propaganda, lies, smear campaigns, I mean, it couldn't happen to better people. That is excellent news. And uh, you know what? I really think it's time David Brock gets uh, gets totally thoroughly investigated from top to bottom. And I hope they do that. Yeah, including yeah. and especially his hard drives, <laughs> because I'm sure there's some yeah. bad, bad nonsense on there. But but Mel, here's the good news about this, about all this corporate woke stuff is that I now know exactly what I'm getting you for Christmas. I am getting you from Target. I am getting you a, a, a an ornament for your tree. I'm getting you a black Santa in a wheelchair ornament. Have you seen that? That's been making the headlines uh, over the last couple of days. Target is really ba- banking on this. The tuck pants component oh, during the summer didn't really go as well as they thought that it was going to, but they're hoping to make up for their losses by selling enough Christmas tree ornaments of Santa, a black Santa in a wheelchair. Are you interested in getting one of these? And yes, the the answer is how many would you like? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, these people are so twisted. It's so uh, like they double and triple down. But the problem is that now we know that they don't care about their consumers at all. This is all about manipulation, humiliation. It's sick and twisted. I don't know what happened to Target or any of these companies, but they uh, they really are banking on uh, outrage. And, you know, it's like, I'm just so sick of it. And it's sad because, you know, how many companies and small businesses these people put out of business and now they're just manipulating the masses with this insanity. I, I just think the woke stuff has gone too far. I also saw another Hollywood guy that's been in the mix, uh, Kevin Morris. He paid off all of Hunter Biden's debt. Uh, I just saw Comer and uh, they all have asked for an interview with this Kevin Morris guy. He's a Hollywood agent, uh, lawyer who uh, is all tied in with Hunter Biden and all of Hunter Biden stuff. So there's lots of things going down that are, you know, taking apart this entire apparatus of of just smear merchants and bad players. And, you know, it's it's just too unbelievable at this point that we're not watching the the opposite of your book, the controlled demolition of uh, media and Hollywood. And I'm loving every minute of it. 
Well, I'll tell you if you, if you, 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 I'm sure you saw this week that um, G- Gavin Newsom's boss and, and Joe Biden's boss, for that matter, uh, came to town. G. Right. And um, isn't it funny that they 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 magically cleaned up in the streets for him, right? C- clean streets for G, but not for thee in San Francisco, where they made all the homeless people disappear, which is a, a magic trick. And it makes me scratch my head and think, geez, if you could do that on a whim because the president or whatever he is of China was coming to town, uh, why couldn't you just do that for the residents of San Francisco, right? Yeah, well, that's the truth. And, uh, you know, and having uh, American soldiers carrying the Chinese Communist Party flag and all the fanfare. And, you know, it's crazy. You and I both lived in L.A. I'll tell you right now, this happened every single year around the Oscars where they went down and they cleaned out Skid Row. And everyone was like, where did they all go? Within two weeks, they're back. I think they even helped them move back to Skid Row. Hell on Earth. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. Years ago, um, when I started doing a lot of digging into NGOs, I found that there is a homeless in industrial complex that is just as bad and egregious and disgusting as big pharma complex. And, you know, homelessness in America, I hate to say it, is a business and it generates a lot of money in grants and NGOs and non-for-profits and they never seem to do anything. And then we see them you know, the big the big lie was exposed about they don't have the money, they don't have the ability. Oh, really? Well, they had a hundred billion dollars to send to Ukraine and they don't have a billion dollars to clean up homelessness, make some supportive housing, all of that. But I'm telling you, homelessness, it doesn't end because homelessness makes a lot of people a lot of money. And it's really, really sick. And it's it's just just like everything else. They use human misery to benefit themselves and uses optics and they constantly need to raise money. It's just like the whole developing nations thing. They constantly raise money under the guise of our our using our empathy, our compassion against us. They give all these grants out to end homelessness. And New York City was the one that I looked into eight hundred million dollars under de Blasio and missing that was for the homeless and mentally ill 4% could be traced of that money. All the rest was gone. They had a few hearings that went away. So you know what? They have plenty of money to clean up all of this mess and they just don't do it because it generates a lot of money for these very powerful people and NGOs. Yeah. California has 50% of the homeless population of the United States. Gavin Newsom thinks he's going to become the president. He is going to be the president in 2028, in my opinion, um, because he's shown that anybody, if anyone can lead us into Agenda 2030, it's him, uh, given his track record of destruction along the way. Mel, what do you have cooking for the, this for the coming up in uh, um, the next couple of weeks? Well, I have lots of good stuff coming out. I actually did a roundtable with five, uh, four whistleblowers from the border that have like the receipts and everything about the human trafficking, the enormous child trafficking ring that is going on at our southern border. And it is in cahoots with our government and um, Homeland Security and the things that these people have and have told me about the kids coming in, them shipping them out. They don't check who they're sending them to. They get so many fake um, identification, fake information about these so-called sponsors, and then they just have to get them out of there. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars trafficking children through the border, and it's a really disturbing show, but I think really important. Um, And they're actually trying to loosen even uh, the Biden regime, that whole thing. So it's a really important show. I hope people check it out. That's Mel K, everybody. Catch the Mel K show wherever you can and support Mel's work. We appreciate you, Mel. Thanks for coming in for, for the as long as we could get you. We've got Zora Nanda 
Hour number two. This is Charlie Robinson Show. We'll be back after the break.